starting route towards Oakham School. Head north. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tea with the Head, where we take you along with us to visit one of Britain's finest boarding schools and find out what it's really like. We sit down for tea with the head teacher to talk about their school and all things education. We roam around campus to interview teachers and other staff to find out what goes on inside and outside of the classroom. And we chat to current pupils to get an insider's view on the school and life within it. In just 30 minutes, we bring you an oral profile of each school and help you work out what makes it stand out from the crowd. Curious? Then join us this week when you'll find Antonia and I travelling to Oakham School in Rutland, where for a considerable part of the journey, we discuss the merits of stone fruit. Stone stone fruit season. Ah. Stone fruit. Amazing. Is that a thing? <laughs> it's totally a thing, stone fruit season. I'm not making this up. What are the other stone fruits? They're coming on. I mean, they're peaches, oh, like and apricots, flowers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like... <clears throat> so, Ferdy, tell me about where we're going today. So, Oakham is probably one of our favorite schools at Fumbula Education because it is a refreshingly grounded friendly tolerant school it's probably not the most beautiful of schools you know it sort of lacks the grandeur that some of the other schools have although everything is in top shape um, but it's a school that's kind of baked into this small town called Oakham pupils can make ample use of Oakham town you know they go for coffees and, and, and pizzas if they want to break from school and what we like about Oakham especially is it's phenomenally broad, very high quality extracurricular program. They're one of the most sporty schools in the UK. They have amazing music and theatre. It's an academically very good school. It offers the International Baccalaureate and does extremely well there. It's extremely experienced. So I'm excited about the visit today and yeah, we'll take you along with us. This time, we had a first stop en route to the school with an old friend at her beautiful new home. My name is Simone Lorenz Weir. I am German, as you can probably hear when I speak English. Um, I used to be director of IB at Oakham School and head of upper school, which is the sixth form. I now work part-time at Oakham because I need a little bit more time for my family and my beautiful dog. I examine for the IB. Um, I'm on the IB Schools and Colleges Association Steering Committee. Um, and I love the IB and I love what it stands for uh, and teaching it as well. Wonderful. And you, you teach German IB too, is that correct? That's right. I teach the mm -hmm. German A, Langen Literature course. Mm -hmm. So in the last 21 years, I've had um, many, many, many wonderful German students who've come over uh, to learn with us and, and go through Oakham. Nice. And this is actually really why I'm so interested in your perspective. Um, what's Oakham's appeal to German-speaking pupils, mm. do you think? I think the appeal is what, what I experienced when I first came when I was 16. Mm -hmm. um, it's grounded. It's quite normal. It's really warm and friendly. 
Um, independent schools in the UK can sometimes be quite different to that. Mm -hmm. um, but I also noticed over the years how wonderful it is that we have day students. Um, so we're a 50-50 school, 50 boarders, 50 day, 50 girls, 50 boys. And a lot of friendships um, really blossom between day boys and girls and, and boarders, which means they can go home with them at weekends, at leave out weekends, um, or they will come back. So quite often I have visitors here, my former students who come back with their day boy or day girl mm -hmm. friends um, to say hello. I think Oakham is also very forward looking. Uh, we are not a school that just, um, you know, lives off a name or lives off big houses and buildings that are um, you know, very, very impressive and Harry Potterish. Um, what happens between people is important. So between the teachers and the students and just the atmosphere and how we think about teaching and learning, which um, is very, very different to a German gymnasium. <laughs> Indeed it is. And were you here as a pupil when you were 16? I did uh, on a school exchange for three weeks. Um, I then came back as a German language assistant. Mm -hmm. And after my degree... At Heidelberg, I did my teacher training at Cambridge and um, got a job here. Yeah. And, and that's why I still am teaching theory of knowledge and German. Amazing. Mm. Fantastic. What do you think makes Oakham special? Definitely the atmosphere. When you live here, when a school becomes your home, you need to feel at home. And I think the boarding houses are very, very warm. I also think that the way we go about our daily business is is very child-centered and that's something that certainly my German students find really bewildering at the beginning. Why do you want me to do so well or why can I say to someone I'm struggling with my time management um, or where, where do I need to go next and someone actually helps. That's a very different experience very often to certainly a, a, a normal German school. That said, what, what challenges would Germans face sometimes at Oakham? I think the biggest challenge for German students is to ask for help because they're really not used to that. So asking for help and understanding that teachers are around them all the time and are happy to see them of an evening uh, or will reply to a message within a few hours, that's unusual um, and, and they find that difficult. I think a challenge can be um, their level of English. So anything that can be done before they start, certainly if they don't come from an international school or bilingual school, to get their conversational English to a really high standard, I think is, is very, very good. And at the same time, terminology. So getting a GCSE guide, a revision guide for the English kids in say biology or English, um, just to learn the terminology, which is often Latin based and different to what, what we use in Germany. Um, that's a really good thing to do. If you have three words to describe Oaken, what would those be? Caring, friendly, forward-looking. Nice. Simona, thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Then it's only a five-minute drive to school. We drive into Oakham Town, a picturesque place with cosy-looking pubs and cafes, cobblestone sidewalks and town folk leisurely going about their business in the summer heat. We arrive at school and sit down with Headmaster Henry Price for tea, cake and a chat.
So we're here today with Henry Price, the headmaster of Oakham School, and we're having tea. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for coming in. You're very welcome indeed, and a beautiful day for it as well. It is stunningly beautiful, and the sun's shining on Oakham. Um, Henry, what would you tell someone who's never heard of Oakham School before? Why have you never heard of us? Um, it's just this fabulous school of a thousand plus pupils mm -hmm. in a beautiful quintessentially English market town of Oakham. Uh, we have over a thousand pupils, about 500 of those are our local day pupils and we have 200 or so weekly boarders that all come from within an hour or so, maybe a little bit further. And then we have about 30 other nationalities that enrich the community from all over. So we've got this great boarding school infrastructure with seven days a week school, Saturday school, matches, fixtures, everything you'd expect, but really rooted in this lovely local community. And, and so it's connected and, and, and really grounded. And, and I think boys and girls get a great sense of belonging here. Uh, we are from Bulow. We love Oakham for being grounded and down to earth and friendly, even dare we say, a little bit more relaxed. At the same time, it's a academically successful school and you're sporty, creative and have many other endeavors. How is that possible? How do you get that under one umbrella, under one roof? Um, I think we talk about experience, actually, you know, experience and Oakham education. We have a great deal of experience. So, for example, we're celebrating 50 years of co-education. That's 50 years of, of, of working with boys and girls, and that's really deeply embedded in the DNA. And we are a 50-50 co-educational school, which isn't, isn't the case with all uh, big co-educational schools. Uh, 20 years of IB we're celebrating this year. So again, th there's experience there. Nice. Something that's, that you've mentioned before um, at the start of the conversation, Oakham has a fairly unique location here in Oakham, in this beautiful town. Um, how would you say on a day-to-day -day basis, how does Oakham town influence school life? So you can't quite hear it now, but if you listen out the window, you'll hear noises out the window behind me. On a Saturday, we have a, a market and on a Wednesday too, that takes place just in the market square beyond me. So there's, there's that real experience, lived experience. Our boys and girls, if you go into the town, it's a quite a small town, but it's safe. It's big enough to have a Tesco, so boarders you know, can pop out and buy tuck and all those things that are really important to them. Just down the road, Rutland Water, you know, absolutely beautiful place, not just for sailing, but for walks and wildlife and all sorts. We have a real um, involvement with the, the kind of local community in terms of every Wednesday we have a short recital by one of our pupils to which not just our pupils and parents and staff come but anyone from the local community so we are part of this town and actually when we came out of the second lockdown the local vicar said to me it's it's so nice to have you back mm -hmm. uh, and and that's true because you, you can feel the town come alive again because all the staff are here, parents coming in and out, and the pupils are around. And, and so I think we do breathe life uh, into, into the community. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, why did you become a headmaster? Well, that's a good question. I think I knew quite early, probably that I was going to be a headmaster or wanted to be a headmaster, if I'm honest. I, I had a great headmaster as a, as a 
really young pupil, age seven to 13. Even in my secondary school, I had a great headmaster. I knew I wanted to go into teaching. I've been really lucky with the people that have mentored me and not mm -hmm. just heads, actually, the house masters and mistresses I've worked for, people that I've coached with, heads of department that I've worked with. So I think I knew, I think I probably knew from about the age of 13, mm -hmm. I, I tried to be a head. It's not a straight road, though. <laughs> There's been a few <laughs> twists and turns along the way. Um, but I, I do it because I became a teacher because I like working with children and because I love my subject and because then you get this rich extra bit where you, you get to coach sports and you, you get to do all these extra things. It's a, it's a lovely life mm -hmm. with real variety. What did you teach? I teach classics, so oh, Latin. Teach? Yeah. And you still do? I do when I can. Mm -hmm. I don't have a full-time class now, but I'm first reserve for any cover teaching. Mm -hmm. And if we ask pupils what kind of a head teacher you are, what do you think they tell us? Do you know, that's a really difficult one. And I, and I am here going to say, I think COVID's made that a little bit harder because mm -hmm. I haven't been able to get on the ground in quite the way I would like to have done the last couple of years. Part of my role is to be a role model and to set high standards. Um, but I think the pupils that know me well, that I work with closely, think I'm quite funny and fair and approachable. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope that those that see me, perhaps when they're in a little bit of trouble, know that actually I really care for them and the reason that I'm seeing them is because I want them to learn from their mistake and I want them to move forwards again. And actually that's why, that's why I'm talking to them. And I do think hard about what I say and how I say it. Mm -hmm. um, and the the sort of values that I want to put across and to challenge them on. Um, but equally, it's good having your own children. I think I can still mm. speak, speak their language when I need to. Mm -hmm. The four that you have. Yeah. Are they all four at the school? They will be next year. Okay. So my littlest is 10. He's joining. He joins next mm -hmm. year. But then my oldest will leave the following year. Mm -hmm. So just for one year only, Oakham has the dubious honour of having all four Price all children, Price children. <laughs> in the school, Mr. Price in charge and Mrs. Price in admissions. Uh, um, tell us, is there anything that you're especially excited about in the next few years about what you want to do and what you want to achieve in Oakham? I think on the big level, there's really interesting things going to happen in the next 10 years around how much we assess pupils in the UK, mm -hmm. whether we move to more online assessment, Will there be fewer examinations? I think that role of the co-curriculum and, and experience beyond the classroom, people are revaluing again. I think it's been a positive of COVID mm. that everyone's realised the importance of, of the other stuff in life. Mm -hmm. What would your ideal development be? I think it will be evolution and I think it will be slow. Mm -hmm. I think the IB that we have 20 years of experience of here uh, is the international baccalaureate and I love it I think that we will see and I'd love to see a kind of UK version of that develop because we what I would like I think we specialize too quickly at times in the UK three A levels can be right for pupils but generally they still need to keep a bit of breadth and I would like to keep that breadth uh, even post 16 where possible I think that we are over-examined in the UK. I, I, I don't like to talk too much to mental health, but I think we have to be aware of that, that constant cycle of assessment I don't think is, is brilliant for teenagers. And I'm not sure 
of the value of numerous GCSEs. We're quite unique in, in global education in, in looking to do eight, nine, 10 GCSEs mm. or, or examinations pre-16 watershed. Uh, so I'd like to see that that slimmed back and, and a greater breadth and interconnectedness of education uh, during that period. Henry Price, thank you very much for having had us for tea. After our chat with Henry, we're off on our tour through school. We start with the school's beautiful chapel, where we get a few thoughts about Oakham School from the school's chaplain, as well as some of Oakham's charming pupils. Six years. six years. I don't really remember life before that, but I've definitely <laughs> been here six years. How long have you been here? Four. Four, really? Yeah. You guys. Whereas we've been just two years. Oh, no, visitors, basically. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think makes Oakham School special? I've got three children, mm -hmm. and they are all very different. I'd be perfectly happy for them to come to Oakham because they will be able to find their own way. And then they'll go on to do all extraordinary things if they wish to, wherever they want to do them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's, you can come out of here mm. uh, and, and follow whichever dreams you want to follow. Okay, nice. I think that's it. How would you sum Oakham up in three words? <laughs> At ease with itself. Is that all my words done already? That's all done. <laughs> That's all done. Okay. Uh, easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. So it's easy with itself. Uh -huh. um, it's a it's a fun, welcoming place. Mm -hmm. uh, opportunities. Opportunities. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huge opportunities. You can do what you want to do, and you can do you can focus on the academics if you want to. You can do music. You can do drama. You can do you know, and each department has different options it's not i don't i've not found one department that there's nothing it's just the lesson and you can kind of expand from whatever so i do languages yan does kind of sciences and sargon does kind of social sciences yeah. and i think it's quite fair to say that you can do more than just in the in the mm. classroom you get a school you get support in every direction and wherever you want to head Mm -hmm. You can do that. Yeah, the, okay. op the options are free to choose. You just need to engage. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. That's. Yeah, shall we continue? What about Oakham school life gets in your nerves? I would say probably because there's so much that you can do, and this sounds really, you know, but because there's so much you can do, it's picking which bits uh, you have enough time for in the day. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's picking right. So am I going? So am I, you know, am I going to do this extra activity or am I going to, you know, go and chat with my friends or like, mm -hmm. or, you know. Making choices. Yeah. yeah. And because, yeah. Okay. I would say that's my hardest thing. How about you guys? Um, I think personally for me, fifth form. So I joined uh, last form. Uh, the challenging bit was probably getting to know British students here. Mm -hmm. because wh where I'm from is completely different. The culture and the way people talk with each other is very different. So mm -hmm. I think to adjust to the system was a bit difficult at the beginning. Mm -hmm. But then as you go, it's pretty straightforward. On we go across Oakham's extensive school grounds. 
On first impression, Oakham School isn't much of a looker. The campus is a somewhat odd combination of functional 20th century red brick buildings with the odd 18th century architectural jewel thrown in the mix and the obligatory sports grounds for cricket, hockey, rugby and football. Does that matter? No. Everything we saw inside, whether it was the science block, design, music or boarding, was state-of-the-art. In fact, the design and technology department is one of the best we've seen in the UK. But ultimately, it's the school's friendly, grounded vibe that impressed us the most. Teachers are friendly and pupils happy and proud to show us their school. A pride that is at least partially down to Oakham's phenomenally broad extracurricular offer. And the person best equipped to tell us all about this is James Robinson. So yes, yeah, so I sort of live yeah. 24 hours 24 hour sort of boarding at Oakham. So it, it sounds as if you need a very intense school life here. Yeah, at but, it's, but it's, it's fun. It's, it's, I mean, yeah. being part of the community yeah. is... Is wonderful actually. Interestingly, when the students go, it feels a very yeah. empty, empty place. And you know, maybe let's let's dive into the co-curricular activities. Mm. Um, what do you think are the most popular co-curricular activities at Oakham at the moment? One of the big things that I really love about the school is that we we have space and we have uh, the time mm-hmm. to dedicate to different sort of different aspects of the co-curriculum. So, all students will be doing three afternoons of sport. Uh, we have very clear opportunities for music, uh, whether that's choir, whether that's uh, orchestras, ensembles, uh, a bit more sort of free music making. Uh, we have clear uh, times as well for drama and for productions, production rehearsals. And these are, all have their own sort of, sort of priority slots in the week. The thing for me is that actually what we want is a really broad range of opportunity and experiences. So when you're coming through the school, we want you to try things out and then sort of find your sort of niche, find the, the mm-hmm. things that you really love and, and you know, and, and, and really sort of push on those a bit. Yeah. So there's the sort of mixture of the things that all students do, the compulsory elements of the co-curriculum, mm-hmm. um, with then those optional choices. So all students will choose some form of activity. So that can be something like debating, it can be dissection club, it can be, uh, you know, the, the, the sorts of things that you don't have time to really do in a lesson. Can, can you tell us about maybe another couple of very unusual sort of co-curricular activities that you feel? Yeah. Um, well, I think it's, it's, a, so it's a mixture of things. So, so what we try and do is have a, a, a variety of activities that sort of will cover different sort of subject faculty mm-hmm. areas. So science, some in science, some in sort of computer STEM computer design and STEM, mm. some bit more artistic, those, you know, and some sporty or a bit more sort of, mm. in, you know, intellectual academic type things. It's that fun stuff. It's uh, something like game design, which is, you know, your computer scientist, you know, we, you know, we have a generation who, who, who love sort of, you know, playing on their Xboxes. Um, well, let's harness that and let's think about the coding behind mm-hmm. that. Let's think about the you know, what is the sort of computer science element to designing a game and or in, in design technology, it's um, green kit car design. So it's, 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 it's building a little kit car, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So where are your, where are your sort of real yeah. passions? And, and how do you make sure, you know, there's, I'm sure some pupils that have a natural interest and curiosity in getting involved, mm. but not everybody's like that. How do you make sure that everybody does So that's something? exactly, exactly. So the, the point being, what you need to have is you need to have a, a co-curricular program that is age appropriate as you go through. So 
so when they're when they're younger, it's a bit more having a a really broad, varied range of really good things that they can do. So they, whether that's on a carousel or they can choose from these options, but we know that they're all good options mm -hmm. and that they, they will choose the one that they naturally are more interested in. Then you know, as they go on and as they get a bit older, you need to sort of think, okay, well actually let's make that a bit more complex mm -hmm. or you know some some different ones. We don't want to just be doing the same ones they've been doing the last few years. Yeah. And ultimately it's about making the quality of the of the activities really good. Yeah. So if you put rubbish activities on, they're gonna get bored. Right. So you you've got to make sure your quality of activity yeah. and co-curricular opportunity is really good. Uh -huh. um, and you it's an expectation that so all students will do an activity. Mm -hmm. Coming into sixth form um, it's still having those opportunities to do some, some form of activity, mm -hmm. but also, you know, those have now got a bit more of a leadership quality to mm -hmm. them, a bit more of a mentoring mm -hmm. quality to them. You know, they, we want those students to then be starting to work with the younger students yeah. to sort of, you know, mentor them and bring them along and, and teach them. And, and that sort of whole sort of giving back, yeah. you know, is one of our values, you know, that, that whole yeah. sort of contribution so, so. is, 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 is really important. What, what are the creative pursuits uh, that you like and which stand out for you at Oka? So yeah, so the creative arts, we would, uh, we would, we would class as being art and design, mm -hmm. and we have been sort of very strong in those areas for a number of years. So yeah. we get students, lots of our students will come in specifically because of the arts, okay. and design, technology. Here. Nice excellent musicians who will come here specifically for music mm. um, and you know we get quite a lot of students who will be looking at going to sort of maybe a music college mm. or music conservatoire but actually they come here because they actually the, the nature of a music conservatoire and music college is it's quite narrow mm -hmm. in its focus and mm -hmm. the music is obviously excellent but yeah. the whole other sort of side of things the other part of school yeah. is not necessarily as diverse and rich, whereas yeah. here they can get the same musical level of, uh, mm. of training, but actually they, they're part of a normal school where they can do all these other things. I can imagine that because Oakham has such a wealth of extracurricular mm. activities, I can imagine that some pupils might just get lost or overwhelmed. How do you sort of make well, sure that they find their... Yeah, and that's the, it's the middle, what we call the sort of, you know, the forgotten middle who, who, yeah. who are... You know they're, they're good pupils and they will do a bit but they yeah. sort of you know unless they're sort of nudged they yeah. can they, they might sort of just opt for the easy option and not, right. not do things or, or actually the, the, the opposite you've mm. got the real yeah. proactive yeah. go-getters yeah. who, who want to do everything yeah. and they yeah. want to do a bit of Duke and yeah. Edinburgh and theatre yeah. and, and, um, and music and, and they just well, get completely overwhelmed and don't do any more work so it's all about the tutoring yeah. So ultimately, it's about the tutor who will ultimately is 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 sort of oversees the mm -hmm. academic um, progress of each pupil. Yeah. But uh, but what we mean by that is actually all the things that they're doing. So that their academic work, yes, but also what are they doing in the co-curriculum? You know, what activities are they How doing? How often do they meet? They meet twice a week. Twice on the, a week. on the timetable. Yeah. So but these are these are small tutor groups. Seven. I have seven tutees. Mm -hmm. So tutor groups of about yeah. seven or eight. Um, so that's that relationship with the tutor. The it's tutor really is, key, is yeah. really key. And the tutor okay. is the one going, so mm -hmm. I see you put down to just do, you know, the same activity as last term. Mm -hmm. Couldn't we push the boat out a bit and do something a little bit different? Mm -hmm. You know, we were talking last week about how you're still a bit sort of, you know, sort of reticent about yeah. you know, standing in front of people. Well, let's look, why don't we look at debating? Why, why don't we do that for a term and see how you feel about that? Because we've got the house debating next term. Mm -hmm. Good opportunity for you to 
mm. push yourself out there a little bit. And, you know, and so you, the tutor is pushing and nudging and working with the house master or the house mistress. Great. I would love to change gears and talk about boarding. Yes. No, that's okay. Um, how do boarders participate or benefit from, from, the, uh, from the town itself and the surroundings? So similarly, I love it. I, I, this is a lovely town. It's about 12,000 uh, inhabitants. It's a very old market town. It's mm. got a lovely uh, market square. It's got some nice shops. It's got everything you need, but not too much. So okay. the size is perfect. Mm. Um, it's also, you know, pupils have to cross the roads to get to lessons, to get to your French lesson, you have to cross the roads. So we get very used to being part of the community. And I think that's very good mm. for our students to not be in the middle of a estate in a field somewhere, sure. miles away from anyone. They are interacting with the public all the time. Um, so they're allowed to go into town uh, at various points in the week. Um, so sort of after sport on a Tuesday and Thursday or on, a, or on a Saturday or on a Sunday, they can pop in. So they, I think that freedom um, is, is really welcome, mm-hmm. and particularly as they, they get a bit older. Sure. I think also we are in a particularly beautiful part of the, mm. the country here. So we're right on Rutland Water, which is the biggest mm. reservoir uh, in the UK. It's beautiful. Uh, it's very picturesque. And so we use our sort of location sort of all the time. And then we've got lots of, lots of lovely places to visit. You know, Cambridge is an hour away. We, mm. we go on trips there. We've got lots of places that we can, we can use. So actually mm-hmm. where we are in the country is a, is a really nice part of yeah, the world. Nice. Um, and we, we make full use of that. James, if you had only three words to sum up what Oakham School is like, what would those three words be? Warm. I think we're a really warm school. Breadth. Is really is is key. I don't know, you know, with breadth, sometimes it becomes a bit surface. But actually, here breadth is we've got breadth and depth. It mm-hmm. really is, you know, there is so many different different things that you can do. Um, and I think for me, the third um, the third word would be community. Actually, I think it's a really strong community, and that's a community of of, of pupils, a community of pupils and staff. It's a community of staff with you know, we love working here, we love mm. living here, so mm-hmm. we enjoy, mm. you know, enjoy our lives here, and which yeah. means that we we love working with the young people that we do. Great. And I think that's, you know, and that, that's very special here. Yeah. I think um, that's why lots of our, you know, lots of our students come for a year and they, they stay, you sure. know, because actually it's, it's a really good place. Wonderful. James Robinson, thank you so much for the fantastic conversation. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Ned. It's been a pleasure. Wonderful. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tea with the Head. We really hope you enjoyed it and are now up to speed on all things Oakham School. Please join us next month for another audio profile of one of Britain's finest boarding schools. Bye for now and enjoy your summer break. <laughs>